Hello everyone and welcome to the Rise Up Buttercup podcast, where we share the incredible stories of those who have risen up against the odds to live a life of passion and purpose. In each episode, you are going to hear about the highs, the lows, and everything in between, along with some valuable lessons that you can apply to your own life if you so choose. Our mission here at A Higher Way of Living is to inspire you to rise up and courageously pursue whatever your life is calling you to. My name is Amy Gerhartz and I am your host for this podcast. And after 20 years of entertainment, I am now a mindset coach, a certified NLP practitioner and hypnotherapist, and as you guessed it, the founder of A Higher Way of Living. And for those of you who might be curious about how you can achieve more out of your life, I want you to know that my company offers a wide variety of personal and professional development services designed specifically to support you in removing your limiting beliefs and roadblocks so that you can create a new and empowering mindset to rise up to who you're meant to be. I would love to invite you to come over and join our community at ahigherwayofliving.com. You can also follow us on all of the social media platforms. And also don't forget to take advantage of the free gift that we are offering at the end of this episode. Now, I would love to introduce you to today's guest. Laura Berman Fortgang's life is anchored by her international reputation as a pioneer and 25-plus-year veteran in the personal coaching field. Of her years supporting people to find meaning, purpose, and satisfaction in their lives, Laura is also a best-selling author, sought-after speaker, TV personality, corporate spokesperson, interfaith minister, and performer. Her TEDx talk currently boasts over 1.6 million views. Laura's five books are now published in 13 languages. She has addressed public and corporate audiences in many parts of the world on topics such as reinvention, career satisfaction, and change, as well as bringing coaching to diverse clients ranging from homemakers, celebrities, and Fortune 500 companies to NASA and the Army Corps of Engineers. She's best known for her unique career transition, Now What? methodology, and is currently launching her legacy project, the A-List Coach Business Mentoring Program, to train coaches to get extraordinary results for their clients and leveraging them to business success. Now, let's dive into the conversation. Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening. Laura, we just heard your incredible bio. Thank you for being here today on the Rise Up Buttercup podcast. I'm so happy to be here. I love it. I am happy to have you too. And I have to say, as someone who is a, what I would consider a new coach or a newbie coach, you know, I'm only my first couple of years uh, with your tremendous background and experience. I would love for you, first of all, to share your story with our audience, because you and I spoke a little bit before we recorded about how everyone sees people at the top and they think, oh, it must've just been so easy for them and life just fell into place. But you have a pretty incredible background. You came from entertainment, you came from stage and all of that stuff as well too. Tell everyone your story. How did you lead into where you are now? Okay, well, put on your seatbelt. I know we we have plenty of time, so don't worry. (laughs) Yes, you can definitely afford a sip. Yes, have a sip. I am ready to go. Yeah. 
I mean, one thing that I have to say right away is that I've definitely, I always have people who assume like I had a wealthy husband or I had some kind of benefactor. Oh, like you could do it and I can't. I was like, okay, kids, my husband, we, we were both actors when we met. He was deeply in debt. In fact, I invested in his business mm. and no, I did not have like, you know, my parents supporting me or anything. I was fully on my own as an actress and waitress. Um, and shoe model and dancer, not naked. That's important to say. Um, my mother warned me. No shame. That's <laughs> somebody's path. No shame. It's just- no, no shame. Just not my path. And um, yeah, not my path. So, uh, you know, like I really was never made more than $35,000 a year. And that was between my acting and my waitressing and do, you know, this or that. And I, you know, I had a really hard time looking myself in the mirror and going like, you gave yourself five years to make it in show business. And by make it, I meant, you know, have some prospects of perhaps being on Broadway or having a great agent. You know, I did, I did have my equity card. I did work like half the year as an actor, but I was a waitress on a really good one. And the money was good, you know, and who wants to give that up? So anyway, I had to look at myself hard in the mirror and accept that my dream was not coming true. And and it was it was devastating. I mean, I really was at the end of my rope. I really thought of ending my life. I mean, I'm very honest about that. Uh-huh. Many, many years post, I can talk about it. Um, and in fact, my parents took me to, you know, a, a, a private mental clinic, you know, like, uh, where you answer, if you answered that you were thinking of hurting yourself, you're going to be checked in. And so when I knew they were going to check me in, I was like, uh, no. And I tell you, I, I don't even know. I don't remember how I got to the parking lot that day. I just ran like a bat out of hell. And I just knew for me that was not the path because it would become my identity. Mm. And so I was like, nope, I'm not going to be my parents' sick little girl. I'm going to figure this out. So really my story is like a spiritual dark night of the soul because I found a course in miracles, which is a psycho study, um, a psycho spiritual self-study course. Marianne Williamson is probably the best known interpreter of a course in miracles. And the lessons were, the lessons, the way Marianne Williamson talks about them are not how I see them. I saw, I saw it as like, this thing taught me that there's only two thoughts, fear or love. That's it. Mm. That's it. Two thoughts. So I literally retrained my brain to get out of all the fear and find love. And it was a three-year journey down into the pits and back out of the pits and I trained myself and on the other end of it, I was a very sensitive person. I had a lot of compassion for the human condition. Like everyone I walk by in the street is fighting a battle. It may not look like mine. And suddenly awakened in me was an intuitive sense that I didn't recognize prior. And my intuition kept telling me to call my my old acting mentor, Jay. And it was persistent and it was persistent. And finally, like, this is pre-internet folks. Like I had to look him up at 411 in the phone book. And I called him, but I didn't want to tell him. I had voices in my head telling me that I should, you know, call him. And the intuition was so clear. It said he has your next job or your next career for you. Wow. Now I'd like to, like, if I could bottle this and give it to everybody, or if I can even remind myself how to be that open, uh, I, you know, it would be amazing. But at that time, it was so clear. 
and he had become a coach. I'd never heard of such a thing. I was a client first for two years. He taught me so much about decisions I need to make in my life. And I was going to leave show business. And the easy, obvious thing was to teach people presentation skills, right? So I'm on stage and I had to hold myself, blah, 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 whatever. So I started that and then realized, you know, no, I, I, I go much deeper with people. Oh my, I want to do what you do. So I'm one of the first 16 people in the U.S. to go through Coach University, which is one of the first formal training programs. I Those same 16 people founded the International Coaching Federation, which now exists in 80 countries around the world. And we were the people who said, wait, you know, this is as un, unpoliced, un registered type of field like how do we make it legit and how do we make it so it's safe for the public and so you know we instituted all the things that exist today training schools began i mean the whole thing has taken off you know 1996 is when i saw it start exploding and now you know it's all over the place it's everyone and their mother is a coach right so 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 anyway i mean there's many more magical stories along the way but that is it, it was not an easy ride. I mean, I, I it took me <clears throat> two and a half years before I started having any hope of steady business. Um, but by year five, I was, you know, discovered. I was on yeah. Oprah. I had a book deal. Amazing. I mean, book deal first, Oprah second, magazines, all these things that I could only dream of as an actor, I was doing as a coach. And you know, for it, and it, and I also matured in why I had wanted to be an actor. Like it wasn't, you know, celebrity or the applause. It was being able to stand on a stage and move people, have them think, have them maybe be disturbed and, and re-examine their beliefs. And, you know, basically that's what I've gotten to do for the last 27 years. And it's really a, a miracle. That's fascinating. And, and you know, the, the message that I hear that I especially start coaching with my clients and the, and I had this journey too, especially with my 20 year background in entertainment before I started coaching was this idea of being open to things, not necessarily looking the way we think they're supposed to look and not necessarily having things go the way that we thought they would go when we first start out our careers or first start our lives. And when we're allowed to open up that space, as you know, which what you did, you actually ended up doing the things that you always dreamed of being able to do, which is fascinating. I mean, who could even write that? Like if I wrote that as a story, you wouldn't believe it. Right. I think you've but, got a great story here. I, I think this is, should be, you know, the next big movie and a blockbuster hit. Oh, wow. That would be fun. And there's so many vignettes in between. I mean, (laughs) the places I waited on tables. I mean, my my naivete was for someone who grew up in the New York City area. I mean, and I went to school in Boston. I mean, like I was not a country farm girl, but I was very naive. (laughs) You know, we all But sometimes being naive is what helps you, you know, try things because when you're too jaded, you're like, well, yeah, everyone's a coach. Oh, everyone's an actor. You know, like why bother trying? But, you know, the remaining open thing, I've been working with people on figuring out what to do with their life for many, many years. And it is exactly that. Like people think it's their resume. It's what they were trained to do. And there's no other options for them. And when you remain open, I mean, I just see incredible stories and including my own and you know maybe yours and show business like 
you know, no one worked harder than me. I mean, people would be like, oh, my God, if I had a tenth of your gumption, you know, waiting online in the rain to get an audition and, you know, traveling to the ends of the earth to sing and whatever. Like, I was not a lazy um, pursuer of my dream. But it wasn't happening. And sometimes, and most people will blame themselves. Like I really, t- you know, turned all that hatred on myself or that fear onto myself and hated, you're not good enough, you know, look at you, whatever, whatever. But sometimes it just means you're barking up the wrong tree and you've got to re-examine what your dreams mean. Like what is the true significance of your dream? Mm-hmm. It may not be in that box. It could be in a different box. And that's the key. I love that. I'd love to go back to something you said earlier too about identity, because I think there's a lot of listeners here that are probably struggling to find their identity. And you had made a mention of, you know, and and everybody has their own path, right? I'm a firm advocate that you follow the path that's right for you. And you had said you didn't want the, the, um, treatment, you didn't want that to be your identity. How did you start to discover your identity, especially when you went into that three-year slump and then coming out of it? Because there's a lot of people, all of us, we go through our, our, our journey, right? Our, our discovery of who are we really, who are we at the core of us? How did you discover that? Um, you know, it, it did stem from, you know, that decisive moment, but also I, I kind of had this image and I remember saying to a therapist, like, it's like a whole deck of cards sprayed out, splayed out on the floor and I've got to pick which ones I want in my deck. <sighs> so it was like, you know, there's the marriage I grew up in, the family I grew up in, you know, the tr- the careers that I've chose, the people that are around me. And I really had to pick fear or love, which ones belonged in the deck, and this coincided with my fiance, my now husband asking me to marry him. I mean, that he was stuck. He stuck around during this <laughs> horror. So he, you know, amazing man. And so it was like, wait, you know, it. I can choose the pieces of my identity, and that doesn't mean that they weren't authentic. It just meant I choose. I got to choose the pieces I wanted to champion, the pieces that I were weaknesses that I needed to learn something about. Mm. You know, so 24 years old, I remember, and I tell this to my 24-year-old son, I'm like, look, at 24, I went to therapy and I had to decide um, who I was, you know, not like the product of the upbringing I had, but, you know, who am I? What pieces do I want to keep? Um, and I tell, you know, I say it to my kids, it's like, I, I had to self parent like, okay, so I didn't get that. So instead of being a victim that I didn't get this, or I didn't get that, then learn, you know, sometimes I find myself telling people, I say, well, I have no sense of humor. I wish I were lighter. Go get a humor mentor, like yeah. pick someone, yeah. you know, and watch them. So, you know, I think we, like I said, we either keep the pieces that serve us or we develop the muscles where we have weaknesses to have our identity Mm. and so much of our identity is chosen by externals and that's why we suffer right i'm expected to the to this whether that be you know your culture that you grew up in your family you grew up in your your determined uh, or not determined gender right it's like we have to fit the expectations of each of these many 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 roles that we didn't necessarily choose So it is choosing and it's all about choice. And just because you're not 
you know, let's say you're very introverted and you wish you were more extroverted or you like what you see from people who are more gregarious and, oh my God, that'll never be me. Don't say it'll never be you. You know, what do they say? If you admire something in somebody else, it's because you already have it mm-hmm. or it's something that you need to develop and want. So there are no limits when you're choosing. Yeah. And I think what's so interesting uh, or not interesting, but it's, it's very a, a big, important thing to point out here, too, is that sometimes developing your identity takes time, too. Uh, you know, I was the person for years that said, oh, I'm just not athletic. I'm not I'm not a I'm not a runner. I'm not at this or I'm not at that. Then I realized, well, why not? Why couldn't I be? And I had to go to the gym every day and start working out. Now, am I going to be on the Olympics? Probably not. But I got to change my belief system of, oh, this actually gets to be easy and fun. And same thing, I am, I am as a creative, not the most organized person, but it's something that I know that I can actually achieve if I choose to do it. And if I choose to focus on shifting that part. So I, I love what you said about choice, but I also like to point out that it's not like I tell my clients, it's not just a light switch. You don't just, you don't just make a change one day and all of a sudden everything's perfect. And then life is just the way it is. Right. I mean, you, you know how this works. Bumps and bruises and triumphs and valleys, you know, it's just everything. And, you know, and, and one thing that you said about, okay, so you're not that organized, but then you choose to have support by someone who is organized, exactly. you know, like, yes, that's what I mean by, you know, plugging in the weak spots with a strategy, a person or a thing, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. And, you know, just the whole journey of becoming a person, I mean, I mean, it can happen at any age. That's the other thing is we kind of think, oh, it, it, you know, I missed the boat somehow. I'm 50 mm-hmm. and I don't have it together. When I was... I mean, I was in my 20s when I started coaching and I remember having a 72-year-old client and he was like, how come you know this and I don't? And I said, you know, everyone gets the two by four over the head at different ages. Yeah, it comes at <laughs> you know? different times. And may- maybe I was his two by four on his head. It's a two by four. I love that. So tell everyone too, when now with everything going on, you, you have so many amazing things in the works. I would love to go back to that first thing I said that people think that, oh, once you've, once you've gotten to a certain level with mindset work, especially as a coach, I, I have to reiterate this to my clients. I'm still on a journey, even, you know, years. And I started my journey even before I was a coach. So maybe seven years ago. So even seven years into my personal development, I am still learning things about myself. Do you find that that's the case for where you are now 20 plus years later in your career? Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you like, what is the saying? If you stop growing, you're dead or never oh, stop yeah. learning. Tony or whatever Robbins it is. says that quite a bit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like growing, you're dying. <laughs> right. So it's like, there's always something, you know, look at, look at the world that we live in right now. Right. So some people get annoyed with woke people, right? They're very, <laughs> you know, so woke people like, oh, leave me alone. I can't say anything without it being, you know, insulting to somebody. And that can be very challenging. But at the same time, every time you're challenged, you are made a bit more aware and it's sort of the same thing in our lives like anytime you have an upset or disappointment in your business or you know you're just sure you're you know everything's going to go south it's like okay 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 new level of awareness and look growth is gritty and ugly and it's not well 
I was going to say it's not for the faint of heart. That's not true because you have to go through it anyway, whether you have a faint heart or a strong heart. But when I when I started coaching with Thomas Leonard, who was the founder of Coach University, I had to take some day long naps to <laughs> recover from the level of wokeness that was being put upon me you know like your whole it's like the whole rug being taken out from under you right oh, yeah and yet at the same time I mean I feel like there's this very fine dangerous line though about like the mindset world you know like are, you know oh it's your mindset that gave you cancer it's you know your mindset that made you know your your house uh be destroyed by a flood and you didn't have flood insurance you know so I think that there's sometimes it's it's I I mean I know for sure that mindset and awareness and growth are all part of success but there's but the blaming part sometimes I I ask people to be careful about I would absolutely agree with you with that as well and I also you know it's I get a, a little frustrated with you know I'm I'm a firm believer of of manifestation I'm a firm believer of putting your mind in the right space I do believe abundance is everywhere I do believe that we can create those things in our lives. But I also get a little frustrated with people. They're like, okay, I'm just going to sit on my couch and I'm going to dream for a million dollars to come my way. <laughs> and then they don't ever get off their couch or do anything. And it's kind of like, that's not how it works either, right? You, you have to put effort in. You can't just like go get a coach, read the lessons, read the modules, you know, get the training and then not put it into practice. 100%. I mean, I, I, I use that example often too. And I'm like, we're not evolved enough yet. Like we're not evolved enough as a species. This isn't a sci-fi movie where we, right. Like we're just not evolved enough to sit in the room and have a million dollars fall into your bank account. So it's, it's a matter of evolving to the level of expectation, right? Like, like expect good things and take the actions required to put a foundation under those good things. Yeah. Like I'm leading a, a group of coaches right now through a program and we've gone like four and a half months in and I've, I've said, okay, we're, we're hitting pause because what happens when you do programs is you just get information, 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 information. You, you have time to make some changes, but then if you don't make enough changes, then you stop listening to the information because it's no, no longer relevant. So this is just like an example for life. Like you have to stop and integrate and put a foundation under your butt. You know, like you started down here, you got up here, but now the foundation has to come underneath and support this bigger structure that you created or the structure falls in. And I think that's where a lot of people go wrong. And especially in the coaching world of like, you have to keep having foundational pieces. I mean, really any business owner will tell you the higher you go. Mm-hmm. whether your revenue or the amount of people that work for you or the amount of customers you handle, the higher you go, the higher your next level of growth has to be internally. Yeah. I mean, just look at how, you know, in our culture, in the British culture too, like we want people to rise from the underdog and be the champion. And then when they're the champion, we look to tear them down. Mm. And so think of yourself as you're you're a champion. You have a successful coaching practice or a seven-figure coaching empire. Now that people are coming after you, you know, oh, well, you weren't nice to me, so you're a fraud. 
how are you, you know, are you evolved enough in your growth to handle that without crumbling? Yeah. And so we're, that's why the evolution never stops. Every level, even I remember Katie Couric one time saying, um, and if people don't know who Katie Couric is, I'll, I'll faint, but she was the anchor of the Today Show for many, many, many years. And she's, you know, now a media personality in her own right. And I think I remember her saying once, like, it, you know, people think you have it made, just to your point, Amy. And you, you don't have fear anymore. But the truth is, the more you have to lose, the easier it is to be just as fearful as you were when you had nothing. Yeah. So that's actually, I, when you say that, what comes to my mind is it actually sounds a little freeing in a weird way, because if you're going to have fear at the bottom and if you're going to have fear at the top, then what's keeping you from taking action, right? If I always tell people- Come up anyway. Right. Yeah, well, go for it, Right. <laughs> Right. I mean, Susan Jeffers' book, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway, I've never read a word. I've never read a word of it. The title itself tells you the whole thing. And there's another book. I, you just get the title. Yeah. That's right. There's another book that I've never read, but the title is awesome. Work would be great if it weren't for the people. That's it. Like, I, don't, I didn't read the book. But my point is that um, it's not about whether you're going to have fear or not. It's about what your relationship is to fear. Mm, yeah. Because if your relationship is that it's a tyrant and you have to go hide in your room because the tyrant's going to get you, that's not the healthy choice. The healthy choice is to sit on the park bench next to it and be like, there you are. Huh, you're trying to tell me the same story again. Yeah. <laughs> well, guess what? I don't believe that story. So that, you know, it's your relationship to fear, not whether you have it or not. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. Well, I'd love to switch gears for a second because you have an amazing event that's actually coming up. And I want you to tell everyone, first of all, I want people to get a hold of you and to be able to work with you and to come to your events, but also uh, the Headliner Masterclass. You have that coming up on March 14th. Tell us a little bit about that and, and the event in general and what people are going to learn and how they can attend. Thank you for bringing that up. Yes. I mean, I've been a champion of the coaching profession for as long as I've been in it. And um, I've launched the Headliner Masterclass for people who have been in a service business. Like you, you give advice or you teach people something or you're a coach and you've grown enough in your business that you're like, now what? And for a lot of people, the now what is, what's my methodology? What's my branded way of influencing and impacting more people. So I help people mine their methodology and put it into the packages that can get out into the world. And so the master the headliner masterclass will be about that, how to be a headliner. Awesome. And guys, if you are listening to this podcast or even watching the podcast, because we are recording this as well, uh, you can go into the description section. You can get the link. You can sign up for the event by all means go. Now, if this is for business owners and coaches or specifically for coaches, you know, it's, I wrote it for coaches and I've had more and more people who do service-based businesses service that are experts yeah. be like, can I come? So everyone can come. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> perfect. So if you're in a service-based business, by all means, sign up, work with Laura directly. It is going to be an incredible event, I'm sure, with her years and years and years of experience. Um, and winding up the podcast now, I'd love to go back. And also guys, you can look in the description section and all of her contact information is in there too, her website or social media. Please keep in touch with Laura, but Thank for you. everyone it. else, I'd love to sh like shift gears really quickly and just touch on one or two more points, if that's okay. For the people that are not coaches, 
for the people that are not in service-based businesses and they want to get started, they I love the point that you said about seeking out support. And so I'd love to ask you, um, I want to ask you two questions. The first one, for everyone else that's kind of listening to this and is working on their identity, working through the struggle, wanting to get to this next level, knowing that there's something out there, knowing that they want to rise up, hence the name of the podcast, what, what do you suggest? Okay, rising up buttercups. Um, <laughs> it's listening to that prompt. You know, you you may not even have a name for what that bigger thing is or greater call is, but you wouldn't be thinking about it if it weren't possible. So it's, you know, one little offer I can give you is I ask people to think about what calls to you and what galls you. Mm. Right. So you might be galled by the, um, you know, the situation of inequality in our society, or you may be called to serve women. Um, And so whatever is calling you or upsetting you to the point that you want to take action, those are the places to to wonder about, to look at and see if they fit this prompt that you are feeling itchy about, you know, like you've got ants in your pants and you don't know what it is, but that's a place to start looking. And also look at how people use you. What do people come to you for that may have nothing to do with your job? Like, you know, do people yeah, see you as a peacemaker? Do they, do they call you in when they need help with money? Like, what is it? Just become a vigilante of your own life mm. and notice, notice how you're being called. I love that. All right. And one last question that I ask all of my guests on this podcast, uh, final words. You, you, first of all, Laura, thank you again for being here. You have given us so much information, so much insight to the journey, uh, so much value today. But if you had to leave for all of our listeners, coaches, non-coaches, service professionals, non-service professionals, everyone else, if you had one lesson that you could leave with everyone today, just one final overall lesson, what would that be? I said the words, and, and I'll put it here. You only have two thoughts, fear or love. You're either coming from fear or you're coming from love. And it doesn't always mean like licky gushy love, but like, you know, full of self, self-love. So my final word is choose. Ah, I love that. I love that. Laura, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast today. Guys, get in touch with Laura. Please go to her event, uh, the Headline Masterclass on March 14th. It is going to be wonderful. Uh, All of the details are going to be in the description. You have all the links. If you need the links, by all means, just message one of us. <laughs> like, don't be passive, reach out, be active, get a hold of us. Uh, we will get you all of the details. Laura, thank you again for your time. Thank you for contributing and providing to the Rise Up Buttercup podcast. And I just appreciate, I appreciate everything you've done today. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us today on this episode. If you enjoyed it, we would love a five-star review and maybe even a lovely comment and feel free to share it with all of your friends and family. It's my way of saying thank you. I would love to give you a gift and that is a copy of my free Creating Instant Confidence Guide, which includes six powerful ways that you can shift your confidence and boost it right now. You can find that link in the description. You can also find a copy over at a higherwayofliving.com. Remember, you are one of a kind and absolutely worth it. Thank you again for being here and I'll see you next time.